0: I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. It's day 20 of 31 Nights of Halloween. So something that we do over at Patreon.
1: Oh, Patreon? Have y'all ever heard of that? <laughs> we haven't mentioned at all in this 20 days so far. I know. Of 31 Nights of Halloween. I know.
0: Patreon. Right? Well, we do I Survived. And so Will inserts clips and it's like, you know, all edited and it's know willified yeah and so this is not an i survived because hello it's halloween 31 nights of halloween to be exact halloween (laughs) so this is a haunting y'all know it's been on for years this is season 12 episode 10 called gateway to hell in october of 2012 15-year-old Julissa Fennin and her mom, Crystal, left their hometown of La Mesa, California and moved to Summitville, California to live with a friend of Crystal's named Gemma Myers. They did this in part because it was expensive in La Mesa, and living with Gemma gave Crystal the chance to cushion her savings. This was going to be a stepping stone for their family, a stepping stone to bigger and better Thanks. Well, Gemma was an amazing lady and was into the supernatural and stuff like that. So she took Jalissa to, quote, a New Age store in Idlewild. Gemma was on the hunt for a specific book, so she went to the back of the store to skim the shelves. And Jalissa looked around, taking everything in, and a Ouija board caught her eye. Oh, fuck. She reached her hand up to touch the board. It looked antique and very unique. Okay, poet. Mm -hmm. Did you know it? (laughs) I did. (laughs) And as she touched the board, she was startled by a female's voice saying, it's a beautiful piece, isn't it?
2: This lady came out from one of the back rooms and she had really long, dark brown hair. And she was just very ethereal. She was otherworldly almost.
1: Have you ever used a spirit board before? My mom warned me never to play with one. It does take a skilled hand to use it properly.
2: I was very drawn to the spirit board. I just felt like it was really, really cool. May I? And then she says, I don't often do this, but for some reason I feel like I need to with you. And I said, okay, and so we just kind of held hands together and I just closed my eyes. She said, oh wow, like I feel a lot from this. She asked me if I felt as though I had any kind of ability and I said, no. She said, are you sure you have no connection to the spiritual realm? And I said, no. So I was a little bit like, okay, this is weird. You have a natural ability. Your instincts are strong. You must always honor this gift, no matter what happens. She told me that I needed my abilities. She said that if I ever lost them or if I ever denied them, that it would only do me harm and to trust myself.
0: The lady told Jalissa to start with a deck of tarot cards, and so she handed her a deck. And, of course, Gemma had just found her book and approached Jalissa at that moment. Well, when Jalissa looked up and around, the lady was nowhere to be seen. It was like she just disappeared. Fast forward a little bit, and Jalissa made a friend at school named Brittany— They just clicked and instantly were best friends. Well, Brittany was in love with a guy named Vince, who became their third amigo. They were all just friends, even though Brittany wanted more. One night, they were hanging out in town, and Brittany received a text from her mom, and she was pissed off, so Brittany was like, gotta go. Well, Vince wasn't ready to head home yet and asked Julissa to stay, kind of pleaded with her, But she didn't feel right being alone with him, only for the fact that she didn't want Brittany to be hurt or anything hearing about it. Jalissa felt bad for Vince, though, because she believed they both came from a similar upbringing. Both came from poverty, single-parent household, and that parent didn't always make the best decisions. But she didn't want to cross any lines, so she left and went home as well. What none of them could have foreseen was that was the last time they would ever see Vince. Oh, no. He was brutally attacked in an alley by multiple people and stabbed 17 times. Oh, my God. He unfortunately did not survive, and they believe it was a gang initiation. Oh. Brittany was devastated beyond belief. Her good friend and crush had been taken away from her without a chance for her to say goodbye. Without a chance for her to tell Vince that she loved him. And Julissa felt sorry for Brittany and guilty for not being there for Vince. And so she told Brittany to come over to her house that weekend and they would try to contact Vince to say their goodbyes. Julissa got to work on creating her own Ouija board out of cardboard and a black sharpie. She drew each symbol and letter carefully while looking at a picture of the three of them. Brittany arrived, and she wasn't convinced because the board didn't look like the ones in the movies, but she agreed. Spirits from the East,
1: spirits of the West, spirits of the North and South, we look to you to summon the dead.
2: I was channeling so much energy. (laughs) I was pulling it from everywhere. The planchette started moving. And then slowly but surely it slid over to yes. I told her that she was messing with me not to
1: move it. And she had told me that she wasn't. So me and Jaleesa were kind of freaked out, but we still wanted to continue to see what the outcome of it was. Vince, is that you? I know that you're all right i miss you so much in that moment it was almost like that gushy feeling in the stomach like oh could it be really him
0: what's going on i'm not sure Are you still here with us?
2: No. That was when I knew that something was wrong. Like, seriously, seriously wrong. I'm looking at Brittany, and all of a sudden, I just got, like, cold. I wanted to throw up. I knew that it wasn't Vince.
0: We need to end this now. But it was nothing, just the wreckage of the picture frame falling off the shelf. But it was the picture of the three of them. So they closed out the board by saying goodbye, and Julissa vowed that they would never do this again. However, Brittany was upset that Julissa cut her conversation with Vince short because she really didn't understand what was going on. Over the next couple of days, the more Julissa thought about the board and the stuff she was reading online and everything, she was scared that they let something in. But like a typical teenager, Julissa didn't tell Gemma or her mom because she was scared that she would get in trouble. So she thought maybe she could find a way to handle the situation, but maybe that was just false confidence. Julissa hadn't had a good night's sleep since they did the session. She would toss and turn and have weird, vivid dreams. She had one where it was something like Freddy's hands on the wall, and it was ripping it with its claws. Then the blood started to drip upward from the cuts, and she woke up feeling something looming over her. And when she opened her eyes, she saw a blacker-than-black figure hovering over her, and she screamed. But then she woke up for real. Because it had all been a dream. Oh my god. Or was it? Oh fuck. Because her mom yelled and Julissa went into the hall and there was nail polish splattered all over the place. And that same looking upper drip was on the wall. And when Crystal, again Julissa's mom, looked closer, there was this triangular shaped D carved into the wall with the dripped polish. Instantly, when Julissa saw the D, she thought of demon. And so she was like, okay, I need to get rid of the spirit board. Because she still had it, not knowing what to do with it. Well, she cut the board into seven pieces, went into the backyard, and dug seven different holes, one for each piece. And she was just hoping that this would work. I mean, the girl did her fucking research. Yeah, she did. Fast forward to a few nights later, Julissa went into her room and then the door slammed itself behind her. So she turned to look at the door, but then felt something was now behind her. And so she quickly turned around and came face to face with the entity.
2: It was just the darkest thing I've ever felt in my life. The thought that it was going to kill me. I had never come across energy that was so
0: strong. Julissa's dead white just absolutely pale and it was like she was cold. She was just shivering and her teeth were chattering and she was just so
2: upset. I started feeling pain on my neck. There was three scratches on my neck. I felt a weird burning in my back.
0: She had scratches on her sides and then a capital letter D on her back. So now Julissa couldn't keep the secret any longer. She finally came clean about using the board, and Crystal was shocked, but it rattled loose a memory from her early teens. Her and her best friend had played with the board as well, and they had contacted a spirit named Diana, or so it claimed that was its name. After the first session, she would only use D any other time they spoke with her. But they had an event where the planchette started moving around without their hands even being on it. And then Crystal saw a dark shadow on the wall, and it was growing bigger and bigger. And so both girls sprinted from the room and never mentioned or touched the board again. So fast forward to a D being carved on the wall, and now on Julius's back, Crystal's like, Shit, I know who this entity is. So she contacts a paranormal investigative group called Cal Para Research, and that group is Sue, Fred, and KD. KD is the group leader and also a medium and was like, oh shit, here we go. A teenage daughter created her own spirit board. We're in for some shit. So Fred and Sue are upstairs and see the scratches on Julissa, the shit on the walls, and are getting super nervous about what they're dealing with. But meanwhile, downstairs, KD is interviewing Crystal about what's been going on in the house.
2: As a medium, I'm able to pick up on conversations and impressions. As Crystal's talking to me, something was clouding my head, something was overwhelming. The danger was so thick in that home. Never in my life before had I experienced this kind of energy this level of intensity. It was there, I could feel it. The feeling was oppressive, evil. Something is
0: taking over me and telling me, kill Crystal right now. And in Katie's mind, she could see that she lunged toward Crystal and wrapped her hands around her throat. But it really didn't happen. It was all in her mind. However, it broke her. It was far too much. And so the group had to tell the family that they were not equipped to handle a case like this. And so Julissa and her mom were left to fend for themselves. And so, Jalissa went back to the shop where the board was, and she asked for the lady with the brown hair who does the readings. And the lady she was talking to said, I'm the owner of this shop, and I've never had anyone who does readings here.
2: Holy shit. To this day, I still live with this, and I feel like it will forever until I figure out either what it wants or how to get rid of it. But until then... It's just part of who I am now. Wait, what?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. There's no fucking closure? No closure. What the hell? I know. I know. What the hell? (laughs) I know. What the hell? It's kind of like your unsolved cases. Is it, though? Is it? Uh
1: Uh-huh. It is. (laughs) Well, surely someone has reached out by this point. You know, somebody that's more capable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because, like I said, that
1: was in 2012. Yeah, surely someone's reached out by now. In my brain, Mm -hmm. after this aired, a medium, like a really strong one, like picture Chuck Norris of mediums.
0: Um, Picture the woman from Dead Files.
1: Yes. Yeah. Reaches out and is like, let me help you and fixes it. Really, with the way I thought the story was going, I kind of figured that maybe the person was, like, not really there just because how she just vanished so quickly. But in my head, she was going to go back and get that Ouija board and, like, close whatever it was with that Mm -hmm. one.
0: Yeah. That's how my movie would end if I wrote this. Do you think that that brown-haired lady was Deanna? (gasps) Oh, my God. Because that's what would have happened if I wrote it.
1: <laughs> this is why you're the creative one. <laughs> <laughs> but, would it, but her mom wasn't with her. Mm-mm. So, I mean, Deanna would have to have been like. But they never closed attached, out. Right. Yeah. Attached to her mom, who then was like, no, no, no. no. This one's got abilities. Mm-hmm. Like, let me come check out her. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That kind of made my stomach hurt a little bit. Like, what a fucking twist. I like your movie version better. But, like, everybody's good now.
0: Yeah. Well, we hope that you enjoyed that. Tell us what your movie twist would be on this. I, I don't think that you can top yours. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone out there that can. I know.
1: Y'all are so freaking creative, too. Me? No. Y'all? Yes. Yes. <laughs> If you like this episode, there's more like it on Patreon. So head on over to patreon.com slash the APC podcast. Keep enjoying the 31 nights of Halloween. There is more stuff to come. And remember, creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.